My name is Drew Joyner, and you're listening to the Beyond the Garment podcast, a podcast dedicated to enriching the lives of others by talking about sustainability, art, fashion, and culture. We hope you enjoy listening to this episode as much as we enjoy creating it. On this episode of the Beyond the Garment podcast, we have a very special guest with us, our first guest of the podcast ever, someone who works on the Edward Joyner team, Lauren Zerker. Lauren, how are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you for having me on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Um, as I said, Lauren works with EJ. She, she models for EJ. She does um, a lot of the editing and editorial work for the articles. And also, she's a big, big part of the sustainability for Edward Joyner. And on today's podcast, we're going to be specifically talking about environmental justice. Now, for us, we're getting ready to release a new product, the EJ Mir water bottle. And on the EJ Mir water bottle, there is a watermark or a logo. And our, our new logo is EJ, but it's wrapped around environmental justice. All right. So we wanted to we wanted to create a podcast dedicated to explaining what environmental justice is, why it's important and how we can continue to make the better make the world a better place with the improvement of the products that we put out. Right. And so. Let's just jump right into it. How's that sound, Lauren? Yeah, for sure. Cool. So for the first question, what is environmental justice? Yeah, so first off, I'm not an expert on the matter, but I have taken several classes. We've discussed um, environmental issues in, and I took a fashion class in France about environmental justice in the fashion industry and issues regarding that and I feel like a lot of people when they first think about environmental justice they think of like rivers and um, the trees or just green and like the land but actually more of a a broader definition is how the environment and the conditions are affecting other like people that are living in the environment Um, and so that includes your home and where you work and just the places that you are every day and the places that you spend time and how these affect you. Right. And so, I mean, that's that's a huge, that's a, I mean, you, you explained it well. I mean, that's, that's a big part of it. Um, for me, I would say that the environmental justice and there for these questions that some of them Lauren will answer some of them I will answer because obviously this is a, a really important topic to me as well um but I would explain it as this too Lauren and I think this is the way I've just laid it out in layman's term uh, but environmental justice is highlighting the importance of the care equality and compassion for the environment and for the people who live within the environment right so it it kind of wraps together social justice, right? People mm-hmm. caring about people, but it also wraps together, you know, the things that affect the people the most or affect the people greatly, which is the environment. So uh, whether that be, um, you know, how well a, a factory disposes of waste mm-hmm. or how well um, does a community understand that the fossil fuels that they burn affect the uh, health of the people living in that community. All those things are a proportion or a proponent, sorry, of environmental justice, which is um, a huge, huge factor here in America and a huge factor in the world. Because as, as, as you know, and as I know, 
You know, there are so many environmental injustices going on right now that we don't really even calibrate because we're so um, wrapped up in, you know, our day-to-day life, right? So kind of segueing into that, Lauren, what are examples of environmental injustice? What are, I, I said some, but what are some more examples of environmental injustice? Yeah, I would say in addition to location and where you live, because a lot of people live by factories that have a lot of waste that are that it's toxic and it affects their health. Also, inadequate access to healthy food is a big part of it. And there's certain communities that are lower income, particularly, that often lack access to supermarkets or they're just really far away and from sources of like healthy and affordable food. So that obviously affects their health. And then like you said, air and water pollution from um, factories. Um, we kind of talked about that because a lot of lower income and minority communities live by these factories. So that's what makes it an, a social injustice. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, I can kind of piggyback off that too. Something that we uh, point out as a really big environmental injustice is from a documentary called What the Health. Yeah. And in that documentary, uh, I mean, the documentary is mostly about uh, veganism and, and things of that nature, but it touches on environmental injustice when there's a scene of, of I think it's a pig farmer. Yeah. And a pig farmer and somewhere in the United, somewhere in the southern United States. And it's uh, the pig farmers uh, farm is in a community that is predominantly, you know, black, black or, yeah. or people of color. Right. Mm-hmm. And in this community, there every you know the the woman that they interviewed, every woman, I mean every person in the community had asthma. She said, yeah, every like person, cancer, right, just, yeah. right, every person had some ailment due to the fact that the pig farmer, the pig farmer's practices, excuse me, are malpractices in terms of how he treats waste, how he manages uh, killing the pigs, how. Um, you know, just so many different factors play into why that community in and of itself is as unhealthy as it is. And it's as a result of the fact that the pig farmer does the things that he does. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's something I wanted to say too. Um, but kind of moving on, how, how would you say, or how does social justice relate to environmental justice then? So I would say that environmental justice is social justice. They're, like there's not one without the other and a lot of people don't realize that systemic racism feeds right into um, environmental harm and the ways that um, waste and pollution and the climate crisis disproportionately impact black communities or pe- other people of color communities is what environmental racism is yeah absolutely um, and I think too, I mean, you're, you're talking about it right now. And I think we're right now we're in a moment where social justice is um, truly at the forefront of everyone's attention. Right. You have the Black Lives Matter movement. You have police brutality. Um, you have uh, political um, kind of uh, tension, whether it be from in America, especially whether you are right or left, if, if you're liberal or conservative. And in all of these factors play into social justice, but they also play into environmental justice. And so I think it's I think you touched on a, a good point that, you know, a lot of times 
black communities, brown communities, people of color communities don't even realize that they're subject to environmental injustice um, as well as they, I mean, more, most people know that they're a subject to social injustice, but environmental injustice is another thing that they don't re- recognize, right? Um, you have, you have, you know, black people in particular who have a, a shorter lifespan in America, who uh, at a higher rate get certain diseases, who all these other factors play into, you know, environmental injustice and the things that they have access to, which is what you spoke upon earlier, right? Now, the next question I, I, I really want to take on and... You know what? And it kind of goes back into the water bottle, but what is the significance of the mere water bottles and environmental justice, right? Now, in America and and in the world, there is so much plastic waste. The amount of plastic waste is unforeseen. I mean, obviously, you've seen videos and things of of sea life or of wildlife um, dying or, or their lives being affected by plastic waste, and that plastic waste is in part a result of single-use plastics like plastic water bottles, right? Mm-hmm. All the time, especially, you know, in, from my experience, whether it be family reunions, whether it be social, like just uh, not social gatherings as much because obviously with coronavirus, but, you know, before coronavirus, uh, whenever there was a gathering of people and you wanted it to be quick and easy, or you wanted, uh, you know, disposal of utensils to be quick and easy. Yeah. It was plastic. It was paper stuff, which isn't as bad, but obviously it was plastic, right? Mm-hmm. And so the mere water bottle tries to address the problem of single-use plastic bottles, right? The bottles are reusable. It's an 18 by 8 stainless, medical-grade stainless steel. Um, it's It's beautifully, beautifully designed. And it's designed in order to love your water bottle, to love what you own and and have some pride about carrying it around with you wherever it is. Right. Mm -hmm. So the mere water bottle, uh, is something that we're really, really proud of and really excited about. And we really love the idea of, um, the play on words, EJ environmental justice. Uh, it's just something that, you know, when, when I talked to talk to it about you, it was just a lot of fun. We were really excited to kind of create the, uh, the design for the bottle, uh, like I said, the bottle is already beautiful and it has kind of all these features that you would want in a bottle that uh, is reusable. It's It stays cold for 24 hours, uh, it keeps it warm for 12 hours, those things of those nature. Um, and so for us as a brand, we not only we don't want to just create clothing, right, because overproducing clothing is also a problem, right? There's already, some would say that there's already enough clothing out there, Yeah. right? So for us, we want to also curate and create products that bring value to other people's lives that aren't just in the realm of clothing. That's why we brand ourselves as a lifestyle brand, not Mm -hmm. a clothing brand, right? It's super important for us. And something we talk about all the time, Lauren, because for us to continue to grow, we have to continue to expand the breadth of projects breadth of products that we produce. So that's why I, another reason why the bottle is significant is because we want to dissociate ourselves from your local, you know, small, uh, you know, clothing brand, which I have nothing against anyone who wants to, to make clothing. It, it's, it's an artistic uh, pursuit and it's a beautiful pursuit, right? But for me personally, as a creative and as, as a creative director and as the creator of Edward Joyner, I want to make sure people know that our brand isn't just about uh, simplistic EJ logos. And so as we continue to create, it'll, it won't just be 
clothing, right? It'll be things that improve your life in several ways. Uh, obviously, our Premier hoodie is amazing. Obviously, it is one of the softest and one of the best. People say that all the time. But mm-hmm. the significance of the mirror bottle is it's going to improve your life in a, in a, in a sustainable way and in an environmentally just way. Right, and the life of others because... Yep. Um, I was also doing some research, and it's interesting because plastic water bottle manufacturers not only does pl- not only do water bottles that are plastic affect the environment, it also affects the people right. because they they um, the manufacturers make their profit from depressed rural communities by extracting resources from these com- communities at a very low cost, and then they sell them at like 10,000 times the original value and that causes water scarcity and it severely damages the region's ecology and their agriculture and all of that and it limits their water resource for personal use and also um because they they like create very carefully thought out contracts because um that makes them not responsible for any of the like those consequences in the communities and because their main concern is profit obviously they don't really care about the region's sustainability and like the damage that that does to them so i would say that a prime way to fight the environmental injustices is by um stopping your like buying plastic water bottles obviously and that's why we came in with that um reusable water bottle yeah i mean you're you hit it right on its head um, and it's not just water bottles. It's kind of the crazy part. Yeah. Um, in fashion, especially we, I mean, we have one of the articles, one of the articles on beyond the garment, which is our, our also our digital publication. Obviously you're listening to the beyond the garment podcast. Um, but on one of the articles we wrote, it talks about the significance of cheap goods made, right? Mm-hmm. While the convenience is to the consumer, the actual injustice that's going on is either the wage the way that the factories dispose or destroy the environment around them because those kind of things take more money. It takes, it takes more money and resources to make sure the, that the environment is taken care of. It takes more resources and, and more money to pay someone a fair wage so they can go home and they can buy and live in communities, like you said, that have supermarkets, that have things that uh, enrich their lives, right? right? Instead of living by or living you know, close to liquor stores or close to shops that don't have highly nutritious or nutritiously dense Fast foods. Fast food chains too, yeah. Exactly. So that's really important. And so that's, once again, the significance behind the mirror bottle because, you know, while most people just see it as a bottle without, you know, a water bottle, it, it, there's so many layers behind the thought process uh, behind our thought process in creating something like this. And that's super, super important. So let's move on to the next question. How can we fight against environmental justice? Yeah, so kind of like what I just said, I think it starts it starts in your wardrobe. It starts with the consumer, really. It can start with your wardrobe and like stop buying from fast fashion brands and... Um, and then it can also go into not buying plastic water bottles. Those are two pretty easy ways that consumers can change their impact on the environment. Yeah. I mean, also, something that people can do is listen to podcasts like this. 
which is going to educate you about the things that you may not know about, right? Yeah. There's there's an old, not really old, but it, it's very well known. You know, once you learn something, you can never go back to like a prior state of knowledge. You you once you know something about something, or if once you know uh, that two plus two equals four, you'll never know that. You know, you'll never think about two plus two equal equaling something else, right? Mm-hmm. It has to equal four, right? Yeah. So. Things in forums and, and, and books and, and movies and documentaries and, and reliable sources are always going to feed into you becoming a, a better member of society, right? We have, you know, obviously we, we sell for Edward Joyner and we want people to buy Edward Joyner products, right? But more importantly than that, we want people to be educated about the decisions that they make. We want people to understand that their decisions have an effect in the world. And it doesn't just affect them. It affects everyone in their community, right? And that's the environmental justice part. Once again, it affects their family. It affects their family's families. It affects their friends. And then their friends affects their friends. It's about culture at the end of the day, right? So what does our culture represent? What do we stand for? How do we make the changes that we want to make uh, for a better environment and for a better society? Right? Right. So the next question is, why does Edward Joyner align with environmental justice? And I did speak on this a little bit earlier, right? Part of the reason why we align with environmental justice is because we want our products to improve the lives of other people while also being sustainable and environmentally just. It's as simple as that. I don't need to I don't need to to beat this horse. It really is about benefit and about improving other people's lives. Right. So, Lauren, this is this is a fun question that I came up with and I'm excited to ask you and hear what you have to say. But what is one thing you want people to know about Edward Joyner that you get to see that nobody else gets to see as it relates to sustainability and environmental justice? Yeah, I love that question. Um, I would say that I would say how much love and passion goes into making all of the content that we put out and all of the products that we put out because our audience doesn't get to see everything that goes on behind behind the scenes, but it is really something pretty special and I hope that they that they can get that feel a little bit when they buy a product and get to un- unbox it or or see our content on social media and all of that just seeing how much love and passion goes into what you do what we do yeah yeah thank you i mean that's awesome seriously uh we, i try to you know be as authentic as i can be because i feel like you can't fake you just can't fake it nowadays, right? There's so many options. You know, there's a new brand being built every day. There's a new podcast coming out every day. So I have to give the most authentic version of myself and I have to be disciplined enough to to do the work, right? There's a podcast that I did a while ago and one of the things that I prided myself on saying and being able to realize what I said is discipline weighs ounces, regret weighs tons. Yeah. Right? The discipline required to sit down, wake up at six o'clock in the morning to 
write an article for Edward Joyner or to make website tweaks or to think about content to create or to, you know, reach out to the people who have purchased from, you know, the, the last two months or to do whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it takes discipline, right? And it, it's a little thing every single day, right? And I know that I'm doing everything I can and I have peace about that. And if I don't, and if I, if I wake up and I'm like, I don't want to do it today, or, you know, I don't feel like it this weekend. I'm just going to party or not party, obviously, but I'm just going to relax. You know, I'm, I'm going to take my foot off the gas. Then at, at some point, I know that I'll regret not giving it that 100%. Right. And so that's kind of what I try to show people with the content. That's why I'm so consistent, even when maybe it's not... Um, even when maybe it's not what other people would think is the right way to do it, right? I, I want to show that level of consistency, consistency, the level of dedication. And um, that's a huge part of the brand. And it's a huge part of who I am, right? Yeah. And so moving forward to, I think it's important, you know, to know that as Lauren and I and others who are a part of the Edward Joyner team continue to... Um, grow as professionals, as creatives, as writers, and as businessmen and women, there will only be an elevation of product. There will only be an elevation of the things that we put out. Right? Yeah, for sure. And I'm really excited about the, what the future has to hold for the brand in that respect. Uh, for those who don't know, Lauren and I both just graduated from the University of Denver Edward Joyner is based in Denver, Colorado. I don't say that very often because I, I uh, as much as I, I love Denver and I love the city, uh, I'm not sure whether or not I want to have as much local identity, even though obviously it'll always have local identity, mm-hmm. right? It'll, it's, it's where I'm from. It's you know where I was raised. But I, I want everyone to feel a part of Edward Joyner. I don't want it to feel just like a Denver, Colorado thing. I want it to feel yeah. like a, a, you know, a U.S., a global thing, which is a hard thing to do as a small brand. And, uh, but that's really important. Something else I want to talk about in regards to the, the mere water bottle is, um, something that we always pride ourselves on, which is the packaging. Yeah. Right. So just like the premier hoodie, our premier hoodie comes in 100% recycled, recyclable or biodegradable material. Right. And so the, the, uh, the mere bottle is the same way. Right. Uh, we're really excited to showcase uh, what the mirror bottle's packaging will look like, how you'll receive it, the uh, the unboxing of it, those kind of things. Because for me and for those, I mean, most people don't know this about me, but I, I was a big sneaker guy, right? It's something that I always loved about getting a new pair of kicks, getting some Yeezys or some Jordan 1s or some, some, some New Balances or, or Ultra Boosts was the experience of unpackaging it, right? That is an incredibly uh, sacred moment for people, for some people. For me, it is, right? And I really want to infuse that level of fun into the brand that I got when I, you know, bought certain products, right? A great example of of, uh, great packaging always is not even in fashion. It's Apple. Apple, yeah, I was about to say that. Apple always always does it right when it comes to packaging 
it, it, it just, like, you just are in love with it, right? Yeah, it's very satisfying. So satisfying. <laughs> um, you, you open your iPhone up, and you don't put it down, and every Sunday you get a notification saying that you're on it for the last 12 hours <laughs> of the week. <laughs> and that's, that's, I mean, it's, iPhones are obviously so, you know, impactful, but that's the kind of level of experience we want to have with the products that we create. And, you know, listening to some of the feedback of some of the customers that we have had sales to with the Premier Hoodie, it's kind of like that. Uh, one person in particular wears the hoodie, you know, daily, right? And why that's important is because, you know, we don't want people to have their my, our product, you know, in the in just in their closet. I mean, it, it's, it's their decision, obviously. Um, but we want to create something that someone enjoys, someone wears, you know, whether they're at a, you know, on the lake or whether they're at home, uh, whether they're, it's a, it's a rainy day, um, or whether, you know, obviously when it becomes winter time and fall time, it'll become more applicable, uh, to wear the premier hoodie because it is a little warm right now. Um, but in those moments, it'll just be perfect. And that's kind of what we, what we create for. So, yeah. And having something that you'll never get tired of. Like mm-hmm. a black hoodie you can, you'll have for the rest of your life and you'll be able to wear it every yeah. day. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's the same with the, with the mirror bottle. Like it's something that we hope to create that you can use for years and years to come. Right. Yeah. The, 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 the bottle is black. It's simplistic. Once again, it's minimalistic. All of those things. Right. Um, but it's used indefinitely, right? But it's an elevated version of of simplicity. It's it's not just your your run of the mill simplicity. It has the the little marks on it that make it um, special. Yeah. Right. Um, something else I want to mention about the mirror bottles that uh, I don't want to don't want to skip over, and why we chose mirror is the gift code. Yeah. So each bottle. For those of you who decide to purchase, which I hope is everyone, <laughs> but if it's not, I understand. Um, each bottle has a gift code on the bottom of it. And Mir does an exceptional job of helping other people in other communities, right? So whether that be providing uh, fresh water to, to uh, impoverished kids in Africa or whether that means um, educating, you know, uh, third world countries or, or developing nations about environmental justice, things of those nature are super important. And what you can do is you can input your gift code into Mir's website. And uh, as a result, you will be um, helping them fund their giving projects. All right. So that's another really, really important thing about the Mir bottle um, that I, I want everyone to know about, because once again, it, goes back to environmental justice and how your purchases are your vote and where you vote, where you put your money can either help the world or can either do a little bit to hurt the world. Yeah. So, well, Lauren, I appreciate you coming on the podcast today. It was actually very, very fun. Um, We talk all the time and yeah, for sure. It was, just, it was just a treat to have you, seriously. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Let's do this again sometime. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Beyond the Garment podcast. We hope you gained some value from it. Wherever you are in the world, 
Have a wonderful rest of your day, and we'll see you next time.